Wake up, sleepyhead. It's that time again to get up out of bed. Welcome to the Java and Jesus Morning Show, where we brew some caffeinated Christianity for you. Good morning. My name is John Souza. I'm the pastor at the Salvation Army Church in beautiful downtown Rochester, New York. Thank you so much. I appreciate you tuning in this morning to the Job and Jesus Morning Show. So I hope you got some job in your cup and uh, Jesus we're going to lift up because Jesus said in John twelve thirty two, if I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. So I know uh, it's, it's probably the month of March now and uh, Valentine's has been a few weeks ago, but I thought during Valentine's I wanted to do something nice, extra nice for my wife. So I, you know... I'm getting older now, and every time I look in the mirror, all these lines on my face are getting clearer. So I thought, you know, I'm going to try one of those mud packs and put on my face, see if that'll make my skin look nicer. So I put the mud pack on. Three days later, I came to my wife and said, well, honey, do I look better? She said, yeah, you did until the mud fell off. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yes, yes. The things we do for love. You know, I don't claim to be a chick magnet when I was younger. Um, you know, was I tall, dark, and handsome? No, I was 0 for 3. I was kind of short, white, and ugly. But I did have a few young ladies interested in me when I was a young man. And some of these girls did some crazy things, man, desperate measures for desperate circumstances. And uh, one girl, she was my girlfriend. We got in a big fight, and I had to get to work, so I took off down the highway, and she chased me 80 miles an hour down the highway, weaving in and out of traffic. I got to my job and ran into my warehouse, and she comes pulling up and runs right into the warehouse after me. She was just desperate for love. I know another young lady. She was only 14 years old, and she stole her mother's car at 2 in the morning and drove 45 minutes just to come and see me. Wow, desperate measures for desperate circumstances. I also had a girl at college. She actually wanted to see me. She came to my apartment late at night and broke into my window and snuck herself into the apartment. Wow. Again, desperate, desperate. Uh, It was one famous author who said this. He said, "The, the desire to love and be loved is the fiercest longing of the soul. The desire to love and be loved is the fiercest longing of the soul. These young ladies just wanted to be loved. So today I want to talk to you about the things we do for love. Yes, you know that song from years ago, The Things We Do For Love. So we're going to read from Romans chapter 5 here, and we're going to talk about the things we do for love. So Romans 5 is going to be reading verses 6 through 10. So get your Bibles opened up. Romans 5 verse 6 says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one would hardly die for a righteous man, Though perhaps for the good man some would would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you, Lord. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. And Romans 5.10 says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Wow. Great portion of scripture, Romans 5, 6 through 10. I'm sure you've heard it said before that you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. For God so loved the world that what did he do? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, God loved us so much he gave us his son. I'm sure you've heard the word agape, agape love, the Greek word for love. 
And agape love, it's a, it's a strong, deep word, but it really it means a selfless love that puts others first, a selfless love that puts others first. Ephesians 5 says, Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for her as an offering and a sacrifice. That is agape love. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, Paul doesn't mention the word love, but really he describes love when he says in Philippians 2, 3, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard others more important than yourself. That's what agape love does. It regards the other ones as more important than yourself. So back to Valentine's. You know, I thought, yeah, I want to look nicer for my wife. The mud pack didn't work out so good. So I thought I'd go to the beauty parlor for once and try to get a, a makeover. And I sat in the chair and they did their work on me. When I got done, I looked in the mirror and I just didn't look too good. And I told the beautician, I said, you know, this, this makeover doesn't do me justice. And she said, you don't need justice, honey. You need mercy. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we need mercy. Amen. We all need mercy. And thank God, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 4, that God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. He's rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. You see, mercy is not receiving what we deserve. Grace is receiving what we don't deserve. Justice is receiving what we do deserve. And mercy is not receiving what we deserve. And God is rich in mercy because of this great love he has for us. And we all deserve what? We all sin comes short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. We all deserve God's wrath. But thank God, Romans 5, 9, being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God. That is mercy, my friends. So, I don't know if you want to believe this story the other day, but my wife came home one day and she said, John, I won the lottery, pack your bags. And I said, oh, great, for warm weather or cold weather. She said, I don't care, just be out by noon. (laughs) Well, you know what? Jesus will never tell you to pack your bags. He'll never tell you to hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Why? Because he will never leave us nor forsake us, Hebrews 13, 5. He'll never tell you just to pack your bags, amen? Paul Simon said there must be 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. You make a new plan stand. You don't need a decoy, Roy. Just get yourself free. You hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, Lee, and get yourself free. Paul Simon had 50 ways to leave your lover, but you don't have to fear because perfect love casts out fear, and Christ has perfect love. His love bears all things, amen, believes all things, hopes all things. His love endures all things. You do not have to fear that he will leave you, amen, because he loves you. In fact, he said in Luke nineteen ten, he said, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Wow, I don't know if you remember, January 12, 2010, Haiti, the island of Haiti experienced this huge earthquake. It was, had a magnitude of 7.0 on the Richter scale. And sad to say, 230,000 people about perished. 230,000, a huge earthquake. And one man who worked at a hotel, his name was Jean-Pierre. While he was working at the hotel, the earthquake struck, and Jean-Pierre was buried under tons and tons of rubble. And his brother, Jean-Elie, came searching to the hotel, looking for his brother. And he found his big mound of debris, and he knew his brother was buried there. And for John, Jean-Elie started searching for his brother, Jean-Pierre, day one, looking for him. and couldn't find him. Came back day two and couldn't find him. Day three, day four, day six, day eight, day nine. Ten days, Jean-Elie came looking for his brother. 
And on the 11th day, the government had told all the rescue workers to stand down. It was just too late. But Jean-Élie had a dream that his brother, Jean-Pierre, was still alive. And he went and he convinced these rescue workers to come with him to this pile of debris and to help find his brother. And on the 11th day, guess what? They found Jean-Pierre and he was alive. Amen. See, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Bible says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He will come searching for you each and every day. The Lord will look for you. In fact, in Romans 10 verse 20 says, I was found by those who sought me not. I became manifest to those who did not even ask for me. Boy, Christ even appears to those who aren't even looking for him. Why, he's searching for you because he loves you. The things we do for love. Wow. Romans 5, 6 says, while we were helpless, Christ died for us. You know, we were all helpless. Like Jean-Pierre, we were all buried under the rubble of our sin. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were slaves to sin. We were buried in the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. We all had this rubble in our lives. Our hearts were buried in the wrong kind of loves. Psalm 4 verse 2 says, we love that which is worthless. John three nineteen, Jesus says, men love the darkness rather than the light. Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, in the last days, men are going to be lovers of self, lovers of money, and lovers of pleasure. John twelve forty three talks about people loving the approval of, God, of man rather than the, the approval of God. We all have our hearts buried in the wrong kind of loves. We're looking for love in all the wrong places. We're looking for love in too many faces. The Apostle John said, Do not love the world, nor the things of this world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. See, Jesus said, You can't love God and mammon. You can't love God and the world. You'll either you'll love one and you'll hate the other. You can't have two masters. I love to quote the great theologian, Mick Jagger. Yes, Mick Jagger's lead singer of the Rolling Stones. Here's a man who had... All the fame, fortune, and females a man could ever want. And what does he sing? I can't get no satisfaction. Because fame, fortune, and females does not satisfy. Look at Solomon, a man who has had all the fame and fortune and females a man could ever want. And what does he write in Ecclesiastes 4.8? He said his eyes were not satisfied with riches. He writes in Ecclesiastes 5.10 that, we are not satisfied with money. He who loves money. Proverbs twenty one seventeen. Solomon writes that he who loves pleasure will become a poor man, and he who loves wine is not wise. We're looking for love in all the wrong places and in too many faces. My friends, you know, there are many ways to say I love you. Now, don't laugh at me. Well, you can laugh at me if you want, but I'm going to try a few different languages here. Uh, je te aime means I love you in what? French, yes. I love you in German, yes. Yo te amo, I love you in Spanish. Engaye kuthanda, I love you in Zulu. Iwe uvile uye, I love you in Pig Latin. And how about dot dot, dot dash dot dot, dash dash dash, dot dot dot, dash dot, dash dot, dash dash, dash 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 dot dot dash. Wow. That's I love you in Mars code. I think that's what it was. Amen. <clears throat> oh, there are many ways to say I love you. But Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. He said in Luke six forty six, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? 
It was the Puritans who said Jesus Christ is either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. You see, God didn't just tell us he loved us, but God showed us he loved us. 1 John 3.18 says, Let us not love with word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth. God demonstrated his love towards us that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 verse 8. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace fell upon him. God demonstrated his love for us. Greater love is no one than this, that what? One lays down his life for his friends. Wow. God demonstrated his love for us. It's been said the supreme happiness of life is the conviction that we are loved. The supreme happiness of life is the conviction that we are loved. Have you seen the love of God? See how great a love the Father has for us, 1 John 3, 1. Do you see his nail-scarred hands and his feet? Do you see the pierced side? Do you see the crown of thorns upon his head do you see greater love is known than this that one lays down his life for his friends if you just look to the cross you'll have the conviction that you are loved god loves you he demonstrated his love for you that while we are yet sinners christ died for us amen oh the things we do for love i came to my wife the other day and i said honey will you love me when i'm old and ugly she said i already do Sorry about that. Yes. Even when you're old. Amen. It doesn't matter how old you get. Christ will love you. Jeremiah 31, 3. He loves us with an everlasting love. He'll love you yesterday, today, and forever. He'll love you when you're old. He'll love you when you're ugly. And thank God, because we were all ugly. The Bible says there's none righteous, not even one. The heart of man is more deceitful than all else, and it's desperately wicked. Ecclesiastes 9.3 says the heart of man is full of evil and insanity. Isaiah 64 says all the righteous deeds were like a filthy garment. Romans 5.10 says, why were his en- we were his enemies, he reconciled us. My friends, we were all ugly in our sin, but God still loved us, amen. And thank God, his love beautifies us. Isaiah 61, he'll give you beauty instead of ashes. Some of you destroyed your life. You burned your life with drugs, with, with illicit sex, with with alcohol, with with hate, with greed. We have burned our lives. Our lives are just like ashes. But he'll give you beauty instead of those ashes. Amen. Why? Because he loves you. Psalm 149 verse 4 says he beautifies the afflicted ones with salvation. Man, God will take you to the beauty parlor and make you beautiful. Amen. Romans 5, 9, having been justified by his blood, he justifies us. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, he, he, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that why? We might become the righteousness of God in Christ. He makes us righteous. Ephesians 1, 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. In Christ we are redeemed. Amen. Wow, you can be beautiful. You can be beautiful. The other day I bought a mirror. It's called a talking mirror. And I put it on the wall and I looked in the mirror and I said, I have a dream of being beautiful. And the mirror cracked up laughing and started singing to dream the impossible dream. (laughs) Do you want to be beautiful, folks? Do you want to be beautiful in Christ? You know, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. 
The old things pass. It doesn't matter what you were. It doesn't matter if you were ugly. The old things pass. He brings new things into your life. The fruit of the Spirit, love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He beautifies the afflicted ones. You can become a new creation in Christ. You can become born again, John 3, 3. Is it impossible? No. With man, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes. The things we do for love, God sent his son to die on the cross for you, that you can become beautiful. Amen. You can be a new creation. One great display of love took place in 1936. King Edward VIII, the king of Britain, Great Britain in 1936, fell in love with a woman named Wallace Simpson. Ah, but there was a problem. In fact, there were two problems. Wallace Simpson was not English. She was an American woman, and she was a divorcee, which meant the king was not allowed to marry her. So now King Edward VIII had a choice, the woman or the throne. And guess what? King Edward VIII loved this woman so much, he abdicated his throne. He left his kingship so he can be with this woman. Wow, what a great picture of what Jesus did for us. For although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he entered himself and took on the form of a man. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by coming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Think about that love Christ has for us. He left heaven that we might escape hell. He took up the cross that we might take up the crown. He was rich, yet for our sake he became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich. Wow, folks. We love him, why? Because he first loved us even when we were sinful, helpless, and enemies and ugly. We love him because he first loved us. And how do we love him? The things we do for love Return back to your first love, Revelation 2, 4. Jesus says in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So do you love the Lord? I hope you do. I think we have a little time. I'm just going to read from the great love chapter, chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 13, Paul writes about the excellence of love. And he says this, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own. It's not provoked. does not take into account a wrong suffered. does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But there are gifts of prophecy. They will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, but we, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak as a child, think as a child, reason as a child. When I became a man, I put away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. 
Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, just as I also have been fully known. Now abide in faith, hope, and love, these things, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Oh, do you love the Lord? What will you do for the Lord? The things we do for love. Will you love him because he first loved you? Will you love him because he loved you when you were helpless? He loved you when you were sinners. He loved you when you were his enemy. God loves us so much. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I want to thank you today for listening to the Job and Jesus Morning Show. Again, this is Pastor John Sowes at the Salvation Army on Liberty Pole in Rochester, New York. I pray today you've had some job in your cup, and I pray the Word of God and Jesus has lifted you up. Go out there, folks, and love them because they will know we are Christians by the love we have for one another. One another. God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day.